Hi again, everybody. This is Chris Posty Posterson back with another super lit, super deluxe special edition for you. Um, in case you're new to these, I help Scoots with some of the editing of the podcast most of the time. But every few weeks, he'll ask me to take a show that recently aired. I'll add some music or just some sound design to it, and we'll re-release that as a super deluxe special edition as a small way to say thanks to everyone who's a patron of the show. So if you're hearing this, thank you. Your patronage is very much appreciated. And let's hop into another Super Deluxe. about a fortune that was made with an ice cream bar or an ice cream sandwich ice cream bar ice cream sandwich anyhow i was thinking about that and uh, i've always been a big fan of hums when i'm trying to get to sleep and i've talked to a lot of people about this when i was a kid i used to lay on the floor with my ear to the floor when the furnace would come on and i'd just fall asleep to the nice sort of soothing hum of that uh, i've talked to people about the hum of the back seats of cars when you're on a long trip how that helps people get to sleep. Um, so I was thinking about ice cream bars and humming. And I thought if you were an ice cream bar, the freezer would be just the perfect comfortable temperature for you. And that hum of, of the fridge would probably be quite soothing inside of there when you're all cozied in. So I recorded the hum of my refrigerator and I mixed in some really subtle sort of minimal tones that will hopefully also help lull you into sleep and uh, that's what we've got for Super Deluxe tonight I do really hope this helps you get some sleep put on your ice cream bar costumes cozy in with a warm blanket and good night episode is titled it all started with an ice cream bar and uh, this is a, uh, uh, some um, it's a little bit of a story of uh, someone who was the uh, heir uh, to, to uh, a, a fortune or family fortune uh, built on a uh, what well, all started with an ice cream bar and maybe an advantage. I don't know, that's just the title of the book. I thought it was a memoir of uh, someone, uh, of how they've lost their family fortune, like they were an heiress or an heir to a family. So I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over uh, uh, to uh, the, the main character. Uh, you could call me Colleen. Uh, that's Colleen. And uh, this is my story. It all started with an ice cream bar. I had lived in uh, binary land my whole life. Uh, n everything was a binary in my home. Uh, you know, good, evil, uh, male, female, right and wrong, supposedly. We were taught to think in that manner. Everything we did, uh, uh, fast, slow, uh, nice, not nice. 
in was all did we live up to the family values the uh, the humor name because uh, my name's Colleen Humor you could spell it however you like uh, I'm just telling you how it sounds uh, when I first started growing up in this uh, world uh, filled with nice uh, things but you know to me uh, I wondered, again, I was just thinking in my uh, all-or-nothing thoughts, it didn't, didn't feel nice. Now, looking back, I realized it was a mix of both things. Much like the iced cream that my family fortune was built on. Uh, that's, uh, that, but, uh, you know, I, I was uh, looking for an adventure. I was looking to get away from my family. Uh, I was looking to experience life. Also forgot what I was going to say, but because you know, but I'd lived there a long time. I guess that's what I was saying. I'd grown tired of uh, the on and off uh, nature of my family and its rules and the expectation. Oh yeah, to, to live up to the humor name. Yeah, particularly, they they like to say, "Oh, we're good. We do good. We feel good. We are good." Our humor's good. Our ice cream is good. Our deeds are good. And you know people that, uh, we all know that that can't always be true. Or, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. But uh, I think I was saying that uh, it all started with an ice cream bar. I was sitting there, eating one I had bought myself uh, and snuck into our freezer. An off-brand, uh, store brand, I knew would, uh, uh, you know, that someone would frown about, uh, be unpleased about, what is this doing in our home? Normally our ice cream bars were made by uh, one of the chefs that worked in our house, uh, and not me. Uh, but rarely were they store brand bars inferior uh, they would be the new experimental thing that the company was working on. But I started talking to this ice cream bar. Uh, it wasn't the first time. You see, I had uh, I had imagined uh, that uh, I had an imaginary friend who was an ice cream bar, and that's when it all started for me. Those one of my first memories was lying in bed. It's funny, our, our family, you know, we never had, a, like, an, we, 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 there was a characters associated with the, my family's company. But none of them was an ice cream bar. But it was one night I was lying in bed, uh, having trouble getting to sleep, uh, thinking about uh, what it all meant. And an ice cream bar walked into the room uh, as clear is a uh, nighttime as clear as it could be at nighttime in my bed. I shared my room with my sister, uh, but that's not super important other than the fact that she didn't. Well, I gasped, you know, ice cream bar. Oh, by the way, life size ice cream bar. Uh, strolled into the room. Oh, when you say ice cream bar, what do you mean? That's a great question, too. This one is the one uh, that. Uh, is it typically uh, two uh, uh, chocolate-colored cookie, like uh, an ice cream bar, ice cream sandwich, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, it all started with an ice cream sandwich uh, that I always called an ice cream bar, but uh, it, it, it did present itself. I, I said, uh, what, what, what? And uh, the ice cream bar had a face. Uh, it had two eyes. It was very expressive, uh, and it said, uh, "Can't sleep, huh?" And I said, "I, I may never sleep again." What? 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 I said just like that. What? A, what? A, what? A, what? A, and the ice cream bar sat down at my bedside. A seat uh, many uh, paid people had sat in before. Uh, uh, you know, assistants, uh, personal assistants, uh, my parents, bespoke bedtime storytellers, the tutors, maids, nursemaids. Uh, I don't even know if maybe a wet nurse had been there before. 
the last person had been there had been a fate bedtime storyteller uh, who I had specifically worked very hard to, you know, I had tried to test their patience, uh, asking them a question after question after question. My sister would be sound asleep uh, after the bedtime story had started. But again, I saw it as uh, this bespoke bedtime storyteller who had to wear a, uh, a tuxedo or an evening gown. Uh, they were from a company, uh, uh, like this Relaxing Bedtime Stories Institute or something like that. And uh, they would, but I kept just asking, well, why would they do that? What was the person's name again? What, what what do you mean that they uh, what kind of dog was it? What 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 was what color was the dog's nose? Uh, oh, okay. What was the weather like? And then I, those are detail-oriented questions. I also ask motivation questions, holes in logic questions, delayed questions where I ask a bunch of questions in a row, then let them get the story moving. And then give a delayed question that also derails the story. It became like a, a challenge, and they said, said until finally the founder was there, trying to tell me a bespoke bedtime story. Uh, but they were much more calming and relaxed, and they patiently had heard my questions over and over again. And they saw right through my attempts. Uh, said, wow, you're, uh, you, you, some people would call you precocious, uh, some people would call you adorable, inqu in inquisitive, uh, in nature, and I know you can't sleep, and I know you're, uh, you're frustrated, and also know what you're up to, asking all these questions, uh, and you know, you probably never asked for a bedtime story anyway, and maybe you don't want a bedtime adventure, uh, we're just, you know, we're here to help, but I know we will represent something else to you. So I'm going to do you a favor, kid. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. One day, you're going to find your own way. You're going to find uh, uh, someone or something to come in here and keep you company. And then I asked you, who, where, what, you know, and they said it right there, and they pointed to my chest, the center of my chest, uh, they'll come from in there, and they'll help you, and then you'll forget about them uh, for a while, and uh, then they'll come back in your life, uh, so good luck, uh, we also, we, 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 you know, the company's never, you know, worked out great all the telling you the bedtime stories, because, you know, we're, 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 you know, it was either way, whether you sleep or don't, we get a uh, so it's been good working with the kid. Now I realized, or then I realized, when the ice cream bar walked in my room, the ice cream sandwich, if you want to be technical, uh, and sat at my bedside, uh, those words echoed in my ears. So wait a second. Uh, and I asked, uh, I said, are you an ice cream bar? And the ice cream bar laughed and patted my arm and said, I'm here to help you sleep to keep you company. I'm your friend. And I said, what's your name? And the ice cream bar said, Guari. And I said, Guari? And he said, no, Guari. Uh, Guari. You could just call me G if you like. Uh, and I said, Guari. And the ice cream bar, which was really, I guess, technically an ice cream sandwich, said, Guari. Yes. And he said, why are you here? Just to help. Uh, are you from inside me? And Guari said, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? And then Guari would come every night and keep me company. Be at my bedside and basically just say, huh, it's too bad. I see you can't sleep. That's got to be rough. Uh, what's going on? And sometimes, at first, uh, it was uh, nice to have Gwari there listening to me, and I would tell Gwari about my day, about my family, my mother, mutter, as she had, mutter, as they had me call them, the humors, uh, 
and all the you know everything the grandmama the matriarch of the family the founder the creator still running the company it was all right out of a movie it was even in my mind uh, all or nothing yeah I painted in just bold colors, or that's what Buari told me. As, uh, I like that, and as we, as I had more and more time, and I felt uh, heard, I felt uh, I was being listened to with, with uh, I think it's the five A's, so I don't know, acknowledged, I know it's one of them, uh, accepted, some of those other listening things, uh, Buari used them all. Probably because we had to take an extra class at night, a good listening, listening with humor, listening with good humor. Uh, grandmama would laugh. Uh. But this day was different. As I said, I was eating a store brand ice cream bar. Now you'll be, you'll note that was not an ice cream sandwich. Uh, it was a bar. Uh, though it was on a stick, so it's, in my family that wouldn't be a stick, but it would said that on there. Ice cream bar, that was it. Uh, part of the new generic movement. Uh, the, the, but in it, so I was having that there. And I thought to myself, it's been a while since I've seen Gwari. Uh, it started sleeping better. Uh, it's, uh, you know, got into a routine with school and found friends and, you know, just to said, well, one day I'm going to leave this, uh, this family, uh, and that's when I heard it, uh, the door, uh, to the back of the house, uh, was open, there was a breeze, and I, as I walked towards the door, I saw a small pool of ice cream, a vanilla ice cream, to answer that next question. I didn't remember, I hadn't been in that spot before, so I couldn't have dripped the ice cream myself. Uh, and I called, uh, hello, hello, is anyone there? Hello, hello. And I looked and I saw further down the path uh, more uh, drips of ice cream. And they said, Guari, Guari, is that G, is that you? Hello, uh, and I followed the path, and then it followed where our property split into other paths. Uh, and it was the one that headed to our seaport. And yes, we had a seaport. We were, we, you know, we were the sole. We the it was a. This was not a, a public company. Uh, almost seventy percent before those two uh, dudes with the in Vermont. Uh, and the Europeans came with their ice cream. Uh, Grandmama, she she controlled the 80% of the ice cream consumption uh, in, in your country. In our well, your country now, as you'll hear. And uh, but I headed down to the seaport. Yes, so we had a seaport. Uh, and at first it looked like the seaport was empty. Uh, none of the yachts were there. Uh, but I wasn't really looking for boats. I was looking for an ice cream bar. Uh, my, 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 I guess you'd say my imaginary friend, an ice cream bar. And I headed out on the, the, you see, okay, what's the difference between a seaport and a dock? Uh, it's, well, we're, we're, we, it was a cove uh, protected from the ocean. We lived on the, uh, on the sea, but this was an enclosed cove, uh, we could bring in uh, sizable ships. This is large, uh, almost a bay. And then extending out to it was a pier, but a pier with a, a building on it, uh, you know, for loading and unloading supplies. We oh, we lived on an island, by the way, a large one, not a private island, uh, but a part of the island with privacy. And there's a building for unloading and unloading things for us to wait, you know, lounging, relaxing, changing for changing into your boating garb. Uh, there's even, a, you know, luxury, the lap of luxury. But then I saw a small boat. Uh, it looked to be made of uh, paper. And on the front of the boat it said the SS Paperboy. 
It was made of newspaper, by the way. It looked to be. And there is standing at the bow of the ship, I believe that's what you call it, was Gwari. Uh, an ice cream sandwich, a giant, you know, huge, bigger than me, uh, waved to me. It, it, if you recall the, the drips of ice cream I saw, let me know something. It tucked it back in my mind, and I was happy. I said, Gwari, Gwari. Uh, and then I said, permission to come aboard. And uh, Gowari said, uh, permission, permission granted, Captain. Uh, you don't need permission, though. And uh, the, then I climbed aboard uh, the, the SS Paperboy. And uh, Gowari was there. Uh, Gowari started throwing the lines off uh, that had attached the ship to the dock. Uh, and I said, I, I don't know how, how to sail a ship. I don't know where we're going. Uh, and uh, Gwari said, don't worry. Uh, we're, we're, uh, uh, and then kind of trailed off. And I said, what is it? Where, where are we going? And Gwari said, on an adventure. And I said, oh, an adventure. And I said, where to? And Gwari said, uh, uh, and I said, wait a second, you're, you're dripping. Gwari, I've never seen you dripping before. I followed your drips uh, down here to the, the, the seaport in the, the ship. What, what kind of adventure? Is everything? And Gwari said, uh, we need to go see Dr. Mario. And I said, Dr. Mario? That sounds very, very official. And then I, I, I said, well, how will we get there? Gwari, like, and Gwari said, I need to go below. There's a, a freezer below. But don't worry, it's bird week. And uh, you'll get there. You'll get to the Dr. Mario. And he said, does Dr. Mario, Dr. Mario live on, like, Yoshi's Island or something like that? And Gwari said, don't worry, the birds will know where to go. And so I went below with Gwari, and there was a, a walk-in freezer. I wondered if this was one of my family's ships, because I said, well, this would make sense. Uh, but there was a cot in there, and uh, I laid Gwari down, and uh, like, uh, I put a couple of, like there were some frozen vegetables down there, and I put them on Gwari. Uh, well, I guess not like a blanket, because they were just little bags. Gwari was about six feet tall, and uh, then it got chilly, and Gwari uh, said, uh, I need to rest, uh, I'll see you soon. And then uh, I went to leave, and Gloria said, one, one more thing, could you, uh, you tell me a story? And I said, what about the ship? And Gloria said, the birds are going to pull the ship. It's the whole thing. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you don't need to tell me. And I said, no, no, no. Uh, and then I noticed a, a, a coat there, so I put it on. And I said, oh, so this is much more tolerable. And I sat at Gwari's side, I pulled up, uh, but I guess now looking back at it, it was probably a giant uh, barrel of ice cream. And I sat there at Gwari's side, and I said, once upon a time, uh, there was a, a, a child in an ice cream bar, and they were best friends. Uh, the ice cream bar, uh, before they were friends uh, with, with the girl Nicole and uh, uh, the ice cream bar uh, lived in a land with all other ice cream bars and ice cream sandwiches and cones and those kind of things and the ice cream bar's family believed uh, that uh, the, the, the key to happiness uh, was collecting uh, walnuts, uh, for there was only so many walnuts in this world, and 
they figured out a way to collect the walnuts the most effectively. More effect because uh, this was before ice cream uh, bars had opposable thumbs. Uh, they had an invention uh, that would help them collect these walnuts, and they collected the walnuts all day long. And they told the little children one day they would be in the walnut collecting business, and they would be happy too. The more walnuts they had, the happier they would be. And, and this one child named uh, uh, Guarina said, uh, Why do walnuts make us happy? And uh, the, then the great-grandmama said, uh, Sit down, Guarina. Let me tell you a tale. Uh, before your family collected walnuts, uh, which walnuts are just, a, they're actually a tangi they're, they're, uh, tangible and intangible. Do you know what that means, Guarina? And Guarina had no idea what uh, the grandmama was talking about. Uh, and uh, then uh, he said, well, walnuts are, uh, they're an ingredient in, uh, in different things. And uh, how do I explain it to, to you? Uh, there's, a, there's only so many walnuts in the world, and we have most of them, but everybody... Some people need walnuts, and some people want walnuts, uh, and they're willing to trade things for our walnuts, and even do things uh, for us, uh, like uh, uh, turn fans on and off, for example, Guarina, or, uh, you know, po polish, polish our... Uh, but, you know, pile, pile, do things for us. You know, there's even people with opposable thumbs uh, that we uh, will do things to exchange uh, for walnuts. And Guarina still didn't understand. Uh, well, what is it about the walnuts uh, that makes us happy? Is it the things we exchange them for? And Grandmama said it's the ability to exchange uh, uh, them that makes us happy. The ability to know that we could do it at any time. Uh, Guarina said, I still don't understand. And then the grandmama just laughed and said, well, one day you'll understand, Guarina, and you'll be happy, and you'll realize it's because of the walnuts, the surplus of walnuts, that you'll be happy. So don't worry about it. Just be happy. And Guarina tried to close Guarina's eyes and tried to imagine what it was like to be happy because uh, Guarina wasn't sure what uh, happiness feel, felt like. And then a girl came in Guarina's room and said, uh, I'm here to play with you. I'm your friend. And uh, uh, Guarina said, what, what's a friend? Uh, and the girl said, do you like to play? And Guarina said, I do. And the girl said, what do you like to play? And Guarina said, uh, uh, water splash, uh, song singing. And the girl said, that sounds fun. Could you teach me how to play? I'd love to play that with you. And they played water splash, song singing, and other games, and things Guarina liked to do. Lying on the floor, ceiling staring was another one, or uh, making funny noises. A lot. They had many good times. And Guarina knew uh, what happiness uh, felt like uh, when she would lie in bed. She would think, think of the times uh, she had with this girl. And she would, uh, and then I realized that well, now I'm calling my friend Guarina, who was asleep. Uh, so I didn't finish the bedtime story. I got up and took my jacket off and I left the freezer because I knew the end of the story wouldn't have uh, helped uh, uh, my friend, my, my ice cream bar. My, but then I thought about it. If I'm in an adventure with my imaginary friend, then where am I? Where is this Dr. Mario? And I went up to the surface of the ship, but I was thinking about the end of the story, you know. 
where Guarina found out that the little girl was paid to play with her, was that, but she still was happy. And I took a breath and I felt a sea breeze on my tongue. I looked up and there was birds uh, pulling the ship uh, like they were sails, uh, thousands and thousands of birds. And I saw an island uh, getting closer and closer. And I just kind of sat there in the bow of the ship uh, thinking about Guari sleeping below Guarina riding on the bird-powered waves uh, watching the island get larger and larger hoping this was the island we were supposed to be at the island with uh, Dr. Mario eventually the ship came in to a small bay and the birds uh, took it to a dock uh, and they even kind of swung around some of the the, the things and the, the lines uh, to tie the boat to the dock. And I decided to like Wari sleep. Uh, I got off the boat and I waved goodbye as the birds flew away. I said, thank you birds. And I started to walk uh, up the only path I saw. It was a dirt path. Uh, there's no ice cream drops on this path and no signs. There was only one path, and it led up a hill, green grass on both sides, over a stream, and then down into a valley yeah, with some woods. Uh, and I could see from the top of the valley that the path led into the woods, and on the other side of the woods was a path uh, leading out uh, through the base of the valley and it, where it got narrower and narrower uh, to where I could just see a puff of smoke coming up from what I presumed was a building. So I headed down uh, to the woods, uh, down the path, into the forest. Uh, and I said, just remember, uh, just to stay on this path. Uh, that's all you need to do. And uh, it was a big path. I know there's something about the woods. Uh, and then I heard it. I heard a, a crinkling uh, and a crunching. And uh, like uh, somebody was just, just, just crumbling a paper, blowing it to the side. It was just off the path. Uh, and uh, then I heard some muttering, some kind of frustrated muttering. And along with my disillusion or confusion, I guess I had to find out what was making the sound. And not far off the path, uh, in a little clearing, there was a little campsite. And there, sitting on a, a stump, uh, this beautiful, beautiful creature. It looked like a bit like a, a duck-billed platypus, but if its bill was a, a magnificent waffle cone, and it, instead of being on all fours, it was just sitting on a stump, uh, presumably because it was, you know, bipedal, but, you know, walked on two legs. And it was writing uh, something. And I said, oh, hello, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, and the uh, cone, platycone or whatever, conopus uh, looked over at me. He said, whom are you? And I said, to be honest, I've almost forgotten. I'm, uh, I'm looking for something, and I heard you crumbling paper and muttering, and uh, I couldn't help but uh, it drew my attention. I was, like, in the forest, a bit confused. And the, the platycone said, uh, well, this is the forest of confusion. Maybe that's why I'm having such a hard time, too. Hardy har har, have a seat here. So we don't know who who you are, and I said I'm, I'm Colleen. It's uh, Colleen Humor is the name. It's it's quite a name, Colleen Humor. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm I, I heard you calling me Conopus or Platycone in your head, and neither one of those is fine. You could call me Platy for shorts. 
and I said, well, what seems to be the matter, Platy? Uh, it sounds like you're frustrated or something. And Platy said, yeah, we said, you know, saying I'm writing a story here. I said, oh, what's the story called? And Platy said, the tale of the rural goblin. And I said, the tale of the rural goblin. And Platy said, that's it. That's the title I have. But I don't have anything else. And everything I have just doesn't seem good enough. And I said, well, I'm pretty good at asking questions. Why, do you mind if I ask you some questions about your story? Maybe I could help. Uh, and Platy said, well, why would you want to help me? Why would you want to ask you so many questions? Uh, why, why, why? Uh, I'm partially joking, but I do want those questions answered. And I said, well, I don't know why I want to help. I just felt like helping when I heard your frustration. Maybe because I've been frustrated too, and I know how frustrating being frustrated can be. And Platy said, "Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, what about the what about the asking of the questions part? It sounds like it has extra." And I said, "Well, there was a time I asked too many questions on a repeated basis to frustrate people, so maybe I need to uh, un undo that knot." And Platy said, well, maybe I could help you too, but first, uh, ask me some questions. This sounds delightful. And my, I said, well, I have two questions, first of all, and I don't know which one is more important to you, Platy, uh, but I guess the first question would be, why is it a rural goblin? And Platy said, well, you know, I know this is a little bit on the nose, but this goblin was a goblin that uh, lived in the countryside uh, with its family for a long time, uh, but then moved to the big city. Uh, one of the first goblins to move to the city, and it wasn't easy. And they always get, they called, uh, called this goblin the rural goblin. Uh, because, you know, most of the, there was uh, more, the, you know, and, and, uh, that's all I have so far, but it's trying to decide if it should stay in the city or move back and be, because once a rural goblin, always a rural goblin. That's a piece of dialogue I had that I threw on the ground over there. And I said, oh, oh, sounds tough. Uh, sounds like an important thing to figure out. And I said, well, yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, and I said, well... Has the rural goblin made a list of pros and cons about living in the city or moving back to the country? And Platy said, not yet. What was your other important question? And uh, I said, well, I don't think it matters anymore. I was going to ask uh, what a goblin is, but I don't think I really need to know because I know how that goblin feels. And Platy said, okay, well, maybe I'll make a list of pros and cons. Uh, sounds like a great place to start. And uh, what, what are you doing here in the forest of confusion, uh, Colleen Humor? And uh, I said, uh, I'm looking for Dr. Mario, of all things. Uh, and uh, Platy said, Dr. Mario? Really? And I said, yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Dr. Mario? And Platy said, am I familiar with Dr. Mario? It wouldn't be writing stories if it wasn't for Dr. Mario. Uh, I didn't realize you were an ice cream based being. And I said, I'm not, but I have a friend, uh, my best friend as a matter of fact, uh, down in the sh ship uh, staying cool. Uh, who seems to be melting and uh, said to, to get, get get to Dr. Mario and uh, Blatty said uh, wow sounds important maybe you should just uh, uh, well the thing about the forest confusion is it's very confusing and uh, like uh, I guess I, I, you know I've been saving this for, for a special day but you've really tried to help me uh, because I'll be honest, once you go into the forest confusion, 
you, you have to get it, it it's a long process and it sounds like you're in a bit of a hurry and I said I am uh, and uh, Blatty said don't worry I have a special power called the crystal blast and I'll use it uh, just to help you and I said thank you Blatty uh, and Blatty breathed out some ice in the uh, like uh, all the forest froze for a little while and Blatty said hurry along and follow the path uh, you'll find your way to Dr. Mario uh, and you won't be confused because everything in the forest is frozen now and so I hurried along and eventually got out of the forest and uh, uh, then uh, found the trail and started through this canyon uh, towards where I thought I saw the smoke rising uh, from uh, some sort of structure and eventually I saw down the canyon at the base uh, it opened up and there was a small uh, home made of sod uh, uh, sod sides, a sod roof I wonder if it was a rammed earth home because uh, I had done some reading on that earlier it always uh, fantasized about uh, living in a rammed earth home. Uh, but I paused uh, before uh, I got there because uh, something was uh, running towards me, a little creature. At first I thought it was a dog because uh, it even started uh, barking, like in a friendly, like a hello, hello bark, and not a barky, bark, bark. And then I heard a calling, a uh, woman's voice, uh, saying, Pobble, Pobble, come back. Uh, and she came out of the the the, 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 the home, the Ramder's home, uh, side of home. And then Pobble got up to me, and Pobble was a collection of, uh, wasn't a dog, wasn't a being I'd ever seen before. It looked like a bunch of... Uh, I guess I'd say chocolate balls uh, stuck together. And uh, then Pablo kissed me. But it was a dog, too, at the same time. And uh, I said, okay, Pablo, okay. But I didn't want to pet Pablo because if it really was made of chocolate, I didn't know. And uh, then the, the woman was approaching. Uh, she was wearing a lab coat. Uh, so I made the assumption that this was Dr. Mario. I said, Dr. Mario? And she said, yes, I am, uh, Dr. Mario. And I said, uh, uh, and she said, why are you here? It sounds like uh, you, you need to tell me something. And I said, it's my best friend, uh, 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 ice cream bar, Gwari. Uh uh, started melting and said I needed to bring bring them here uh, to your island uh, or not to you uh, for help and Dr. Mario smiled and put her hand on my shoulder and said you've come to the right place uh, and I said where are we am I, in, I, I we took a, a paper ship here pulled by birds and I met a platycone and she said, oh, Platty, uh, you're so glad you saw Platty uh, out there in the forest of confusion trying to write a book, uh, a story. Uh, hope I know it's going to be a good one. And he said, is this real or a dream? Because uh, I'm pretty sure this ice cream bar is uh, a ma my imaginary friend, but all this feels so real. And Dr. Mario said, well... If you lived in a binary world uh, made up of rules and yeses and nos, of uh, goods and bads, of uh, uh, feeling great and not feeling great, uh, and I said, yeah. And Dr. Murray said, okay, good thing you got Gwari out of there. Sounds like you both outgrew that world. And I said, uh, yeah. And uh, Dr. Mario said, well, this world's as real as you want it to be. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Aren't things just either real or not real? And Dr. Mario 
uh, whistled and then a cloud of birds came. Instead of a hot air balloon, it was a cloud of birds uh, with a basket hanging down. And uh, Dr. Mars said, we better go get your best friend, huh? And you could think about that question. And we flew over this majestic, majestic island. And I saw herds of ice cream, uh, half mammals, half ice cream creatures. And strange, uh, every, every living being was ice cream based other than Dr. Mario and myself. I hadn't noticed it before, but... Uh, the birds were made from different kinds of sprinkles or jimmies or whatever you choose to call them. And eventually we made our way to the ship and uh, we got out of the basket and we went below and Dr. Mario took a look at Guari and uh, said, okay, well I think it's Guari's going to be okay. We should bring Guari back uh, uh, to to my place and I said do you have like a, a clinic or something and Dr. Mario said I'd like to you know we have I have a small place too this is where we uh, this is the island of uh, ice cream friends and it's where we uh, take care of uh, imaginary ice cream beings that have come into our world because uh, our world or your world in their world are two very different things, right? And I said, yeah, your world's supposed to be full of uh, good humor, uh, whether your humor is good or not, and sometimes it's a million places in between. And I said, you're right. And uh, Dr. Mario said, you know, I, I, uh, I can see by your face that you're very helpful, and... You were already trying to help Aguari. It sounds like you tried to help Platty. You were nice to Popple. Would you want to stay here for a little while? You don't have to stay uh, forever, but as long as you'd like. And I said, uh, I might, are you like a veterinarian of imaginary ice cream friends? Uh, and Dr. Mario said, kind of, kind of, uh... And they said, well, what else would you need help with? Uh, and Dr. Murray said, well, you know, uh, uh, we could use uh, some, we could use a new, we could use some funding. You know, because I would love a, a new clinic. Uh, and I think we could, you know, use a boat like yours. Uh, we could probably use that. And uh, we could probably make this island. Because she goes, there's a whole, out there in the world, there's tons of ice cream friends. Uh, in ima other imaginary friends, she goes, some children's imaginary friends are not ice cream based. And I said, not ice cream based. And she said, no, they, uh, they could be human, they could be butterflies, uh, but they could use our help probably too. Uh, you know, once we, you know, get everything squared away in the imaginary ice cream based friend world. And... Uh, I said, huh. I said, how much money would it take to uh, save all the imaginary ice cream friends in the world? And Dr. Marsh said, uh, uh, you know, 186 uh, or something. She said a number. I, I don't want to say it. Uh, uh, and I said, huh. I remember Grandmama bragging that that's how much uh, the company was worth. Uh, and Dr. Murray said, you have a look in your eye. What, what are you thinking? And I said, uh, well, maybe I'm supposed to be here. But maybe I'm not supposed to be here yet. Uh, I've got a plan, Dr. Mario. You better sit down for it. Uh, and then you can treat Wari. And I'll come back and visit as often as I can. I said, my grandmama's an ice cream baron. And uh, what I plan to do is... Uh, uh, become her protege and uh, eventually take over the company uh, then dissolve it uh, and use all the money uh, for our cause here on the uh, ice cream aisle if you don't mind me calling it that 
and uh, Dr. Mario said it's called the Ice Cream Mile of Imaginary Friendship. Uh, and I said, even better. And so I headed back uh, on the uh, paper, SS Paperboy, left Gwari behind. And uh, that's my mission. Uh, and it all just started with an ice cream bar. Or an ice cream sandwich, if you wish. Good night.